You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to episode eight of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to welcome onto the line, it is Tom Hiscott, of course, the author of the Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, doing well, thanks. How about yourself? I'm not bad. Now, am I right in thinking that you are another year older and another year wiser? Not sure about the wiser part, but yeah, um, yeah, having my birthday over the weekend, so yeah, 25 now, so yeah, not too, not, not too bad, but yeah, maybe not the wiser part, but definitely a little bit older. Well, and you celebrated your birthday by writing this week's um, <laughs> Western League Bulletin, didn't you? Yeah, putting the finishing touches to it, definitely, and yeah, giving it a bit of a, bit of a once-over, but yeah, so that was part of, part of my... Part of my day, so not too bad, eh? <laughs> that is, you are you are really a party animal, aren't you? You are living, you're <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> um, anyway, on behalf of the whole of the uh, the Tool Station Western League family, Tom, I'd like to wish you many happy returns of the day. On behalf of the the thousands of listeners we get every week, I shall I shall have to procure you some some beverage um, to mark the occasion of your of your birthday because um, yeah, we should celebrate these things. Anyway, Very uh, we, kind. We're celebrating an awful lot of football this week, that's for sure. Indeed. Um, we're going to start off uh, on Tuesday the 11th of September. Um, there was an FA Cup replay. And, uh, I mean, if I take the listeners back a week, on last week's podcast, I suggested that Plymouth Parkway's best chance of progressing in the FA Cup uh, was the home tie that they had uh, in this fixture uh, against Street, uh, which ended in a draw. So, of course... Plymouth Parkway had to travel to the Tannery, which is a, a ground that many of our listeners will know well because it was the home to last season's Premier Division Champion Street. But I was completely wrong, wasn't I, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it couldn't, be, couldn't have been further from the truth. I mean, Plymouth Parkway didn't just sort of book their place in the next round. I believe for the first time in their history, the second qualifying round, they literally stormed for a 4-1 win uh, away at Street last Tuesday evening, quite, quite, quite the night for, uh, for, for the Parkway Club. Um, yeah, and 2-0, 2-0 up after just 13 minutes. Jordan Trott and Mike Smith thoroughly, thoroughly deserved to start and, yeah, on their way to, to a famous win, uh, which, yeah, was helped in with 20 minutes to go. Ben Amgar, uh, captain of Street, sent off the two yellow cards. Uh, and uh, from the resulting free kick of that second yellow card, Adam Carter, uh, he scored partway to, to pretty much put the game beyond doubt. Uh, Carter then scored again uh, to make it 4-0 with Street grabbing a late consolation. But, yeah, an absolutely terrific result for, for Plymouth Parkway and the league. So, yeah, good luck to them in, in the next round, I think, coming up this weekend, I believe. It is on Saturday the 22nd. And uh, we will be covering um, those fixtures, um, as we traditionally do, towards the end of, of this week's podcast. But we'll be moving from the FA Cup now into the FA Vars. Um, a second qualifying round. Uh, we'll start with uh, the game at Bishop's Lydia. Unfortunately, they were undone by a rampant Elberton Villa side, um, four goals to nil there. But Bitten against Bishop's Cleve. Well, something had to give with Bitten's incredible record, and indeed it did. Um, I'm sorry to report that Bishop's Cleve have actually managed to score a goal against Bitten, um, but it wasn't enough, was it, Tom? <laughs> no, it certainly wasn't. So, yeah, the dam finally broken. Um, and it was Bishop's Cleve uh, scored. They actually went ahead, uh, but Bitten did manage to fight back and, and gain, gain the win through to the next round. So not all bad news for for the side. Uh, Josh Egan, uh, he's done really well in front of goal recently. He scored again. Uh, Mario Mateus and Ben Harris also getting on the score sheet for the, for the home side. So yeah, a three-one win for Bitten, but they have conceded. But yeah, 
still keeping up that winning run to start the season. Uh, all Western League affair between Bridport and Warminster. It was the biggest crowd of a, of the day, 145, and um, it was a, it was a large scoreline to boot as well. Tom, wasn't it? Bridport running in handsome winners. Yeah, indeed, a, a five-nil victory uh, for the Premier Division side. Uh, pretty comprehensive. Couple of goals each from Sam Clark and Leighton Thomas, helping them to yeah to a five-nil win over Warminster, who will yeah lick their wounds and move on, move back into uh, to a league matters, doing obviously quite well this season. So yeah. Now, Buckland Athletic took on Newquay. Again, another big crowd um, for that one, but Buckland um, lost out uh, in that game, um, losing by one goal to nil, and that was the, the, uh, the last game of um, the manager that we spoke to earlier in the season, Craig Duff, player manager. Um, so um, Adam Castle back in temporary charge, and um, I, I know that they're busy uh, trying to find a replacement. So uh, the managerial merry-go-round um, active down in the Western League as it is at every other level of um, of football. We'll be keeping you abreast with the the appointment of a, a of a manager at a side that, of course, everybody expects to do well this season. Um, Cheddar, they were at home to Newton Abbott Spurs. Yeah, indeed. Uh, a good win for the home side this one, 2-0 uh, for the, the Cheese men. Uh, and it was goals from Adam Wright and Stephen Pennington either side of the break, I think, uh, yeah, leading them to, to the 2-0 win. So they're through to the next round as well. So, yeah, a couple of good wins uh, for the Cheddar recently. Chipping Sodbury Town, they lost out at home to Abbey Rangers by three goals to one. Falmouth beat Clevedon Town 2-1 at the same scoreline that Fareham Town beat Corsham Town by, although that uh, that game was only uh, won by Fareham in extra time. And uh, New Milton Town, um, well, 2-1 scoreline, but this time it was in favour of Cadbury Heath. Yeah, a Western League uh, victory in this one. Uh, Cadbury Heath 2-1 winners, as you say, uh, away at New Milton Town. It was Sasha Tong, seems to score in every cup game they play. I think they've had quite a few uh, cup, cup outings already this season, Kebra Heath, and this was a, yeah, I know it was a pretty long uh, long trip for them and it wasn't the easiest. I think it kicked off half an hour late and stuff, so uh, all the more impressive. Uh, Two one winners, I say, uh, Sasha Tong and then Ross Moorhead uh, scoring for, for the Heath and then move on to the next round. Now, Odd Down and Welton Rovers, they played out a um, an all-Western League um, encounter and, uh, again, 2-1 was the scoreline. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it was Welton who went ahead in this one. Uh, an own goal, I think, uh, in, the, uh, in the opening 20 minutes. Uh, but then Odd Down managed to fight back. Uh, goal just for the last time. A long-range effort from Ash McGrain. Really, really good goal, uh, continuing his good run of form. And then Anthony Conradi, just five minutes later, just before the break, uh, made it 2-1 towards down, and that's how it stayed. So, yeah, uh, a win for the, for the Premier Division side in that one. Yeah, and Conradi, of course, a former Welton Rovers favourite, so he'd have, he'd have broken a few hearts in the Green Army um, with that winning goal. Uh, Westbury United, they had a good win away at Petersfield Town. Yeah, indeed. Westbury obviously doing really, really well to start the season. Callum Demkiv uh, seems to score, score more often than not, and he scored another brace in this one. Uh, and there was also a goal from Joe Straddling. He set them on their way. He scored the opener in this one. Uh, but, yeah, it was Westbury run out 3-1 winners away at Petersfield. And now Radstock Town, the Miners, they took on um, Premier Division New Boys, the rampant Plymouth Parkway, and Parkway cons- continued um, their um, their awesome form. Yeah, and another away win uh, in, the, in the cup for them. Obviously knocking out Street earlier in the week, as we discussed earlier. And, yeah, knocking out Radstock in, in the Vars. And this was Ryan Lane, Conor McCauley and Mike Smith. Uh, scoring goals for for the part when, as you say, continuing their uh, yeah their rampant run and form. 
nobody can, uh, can seem to stop them in the cups right now. Now, Roman Glass and George, they've um, they've had a pretty good start to uh, to the season, as we've heard on um, the podcast so far. But uh, they came up against Bemerton Heath Harlequins. Yeah, and they ran out pretty pretty comfortable winners, uh, a three 0 win for the home side. And this was uh, yeah three different goal scorers for them as well. So we had Nathan Leg, Ibrahim Saar, and then Tyler Davis. Uh, yeah, leading Roman Glass to a three 0 win. Well, I'd noticed how well um, Roman Glass have started this season, so I thought it was about time we kept caught up with their manager, Andy Gurney. And uh, I started off by asking Andy how happy he was with his side's start to life in the Tool Station Premier Division. Yeah, it's, um, it's been very encouraging the way we started, obviously only with the one-league defeat in the, uh, the way he ate at Bitten. We were obviously a pretty good side, um, but even in that game, you know, we were very unlucky not to get something out of it, to be honest. Played very well on the night without, um, without getting, getting anything from the game. But um, it's been very encouraging. They've done very well, the boys, and we've got to try and, uh, try and keep improving on that now and, um, and move forward, hopefully. I mean, you were only promoted into the Premier Division last season, so realistically, what were your expectations going into this campaign? But we felt that we could go and equip ourselves and, and compete in the league. Um, you know, we've got, got a very, very good young squad with a little bit of experience in there. Um, you know, we knew it was going to be difficult and it, it, it's very early doors and it will be a difficult season at times. But um, we had every confidence, really, that we, we knew we had a, a, a decent side. And I think we could, well, we've already surprised one or two people. I think it, it may be noted, you know, our our ability to come and adapt in that league but um, we always knew that really that we uh, we didn't need to make you know lots and lots of signings um, we have signed one or two uh, but, but no we, we were always confident that we could go in and give a good account of ourselves until now we've done that and, you know we've got to make sure we try and keep that going you, you sound like you survived the pre-season a little better than some of your counterparts we've, we've heard tales of how the the World Cup campaign managed to wreak havoc with training and pre-season friendly schedules and also the fact that um, pre-season is also a time for the player merry-go-round where quality players, particularly from the first division, get cherry-picked by, by other sides. Um, but it sounds like you've managed to keep your, your squad together so you, you, you managed to survive that particular hurdle. Yeah, we've managed to keep pretty much the same group really and add one or two to it. We didn't really lose many, maybe one or two left. Um, and I think everyone was happy to stay, you know, it's, it's uh, a good place to be at the minute. I think they will enjoy it. We've got a good group, a good spirit, which is always, you know, a big plus. And so, yeah, we were, we were lucky in that respect that we, uh, we didn't lose anyone really. Certainly not anyone we, we knew we didn't want to lose. So um, that, was, that was good to sign it. And really, you know, it's, it's, it's a good place to be. And we're a sort of club that... Well, let's have a look at Saturday's result now. Uh, I mean, it was a great win in the Vars. How much did you know about Bemerton Heath Harlequins before the game? Uh, very little, really, to be perfectly honest. Um, but we knew that obviously it would be a difficult game. Um, the first half proved that, certainly. In, 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 we were probably a little bit fortunate to go in one then up at half time. Um, you know, we, we, we didn't start the game particularly well, but. In the second half, you know, we, we upped it and we did play quite well in the second half, created numerous chances and 
their keeper probably um, pulled off three or four, four good saves that the scoreline could have been could have possibly been more. But so yeah, in the end, it was a, a relatively comfortable second half, but could have been very different had uh, had they taken one or two chances in the first half. To be honest. Well, the, the draw for the first round proper of the Vars has already been made and your opponents have been pulled out the hat. Malmesbury, Victoria, they're a side that you'll be a lot more familiar with. Yeah, obviously we played them last year, so uh, and uh, I think we won a home draw away from home. Again, that'll be a difficult game, you know. It's just it's no easy games, is there? And, um, although we're in that league above now, that it comes to these cup games, that doesn't necessarily mean anything there. They'll certainly be, be right up for the game, so you know we'll have to be at our very best to, to progress further, and that's obviously what we want to do. We want to try and have a good run in the Vars, but so, again, it'll be, uh, be a very difficult game. Well, you put three past Stockbridge in the previous round. You scored three against Bemerton Heath, and um, as we've just discussed, familiar opposition in against Malmesbury and Victoria. I mean, you, 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 this is a nice little run in the Vars. Are you, are you concerned at all that it might detract from your focus on the league? No, I don't think so. Um, we know we know what we want to achieve in the league, and that will always be our, our priority, if you like. But but certainly the Vars is a competition that we've never really gone there. You know, I don't think we ever got to the point we're at now, to be perfectly honest. So, um, like I say, we want to go as far as we possibly can in that. And, you know, if we can, if we win our next one, if we can play well in that game and get the right result, then. Again, it's momentum, isn't it? We want to keep the momentum going um, in every competition, really. I think it would be, uh, it'd be great to, to keep going as, and get as far as we possibly can. Well, as impressive as your VARS form certainly has been, um, you've had some very good results in the league. I know you talked about that loss a bit, but actually... Um, you've had a win against Buckland in mid-August, and then you've uh, recently you've had a very creditable away draw um, at, uh, at Willand. Sometimes in a in a league campaign, um, it takes a couple of uh, weeks or months, perhaps, for the form guide to sort of shake itself out. So, are you happy that you've come up against some of these bigger sides earlier in the campaign, or, or do you uh, do you think that uh, whenever you face them, you'd have been able to give them a game anyway? No, I think we're always confident that certainly on our day we can compete with anybody. Um, and uh, like I say, we played probably three of the teams that you. The fancy to be up there with our banks come the end, but um, equipped ourselves very well against all three of those sides. Um, certainly, at Willand, you know, it's a fantastic result. I think we might be the only team to take a point off them so far. So, um, it was a tough game. We had to defend really well, but we thoroughly deserved that point there. And I think one or two that, you know, we surprised one or two that, you know, we're not going to come into that league and be the whipping boys. We, we, we have a good side. For lots of things, but we have a you know a good young side. Um, if they keep working as hard as they do every week, then hopefully we can surprise one or two more along the way and uh, have a decent season. Well, you've got another tough test on Saturday, Shepton Mallet. They're not in the greatest form, but they've got a very strong pedigree in the Premier Division. They were, of course, last season's Les Phillips Cup finalists. But um, as you've just said, um, you're beginning to lose your dark horse um, um, label, aren't you, really? I think that perhaps it would have been better maybe to go to Shepton with them uh, expecting something less, but you're, you're rapidly um, rising to the top of people's agendas. People are going to start taking notice of you. Yeah, I guess that's a nice thing. But at the same time, like you say, maybe uh, 
maybe it's always nice to be an underdog and um, surprise people. But um, let's get honest. We, either way, we we just we know what we're capable of when we're when we're playing at our maximum, and we do have to be at that maximum to to be as good as we can be. Um, certainly, uh, certainly, we stressed it. You know, they have to work extremely hard every week, and, and they're doing that. And I think if we continue to do that, then necessarily going to be up there in that top two or three but um, you know certainly we believe we could be a top top half side um, in, at least if we keep uh, keep working that way and keep improving but um, I say it's a long long way to go and, um, it's nice to have a half decent start but um, you know, it won't mean anything if we um, if we don't try and build on that and try and keep improving week after week and my thanks to Andy for his time. Now, unfortunately, um, Sherbourne Town couldn't overcome former Western League side Almondsbury. They lost out by one goal to nil. And um, Shortwood's um, difficult um, start to Western League life continue. Um, this time the visitors were Cribs, Tom. Yeah, indeed. Um, meeting for the second time in five days, I believe, these two clubs. Uh, a 9 nil win for Cribs uh, during the week. Uh, in the Gloucestershire Trophy, I think it was. Uh, but yeah, just 5-1 on the weekend, so short with uh, improving a little bit. But yeah, Charlie Aldham scoring twice for, for Cribs, and yeah, 5-1 away win for them, so they're through to the next round. Uh, Longwell Green made a very pleasant trip down to the Jurassic Coast, and um, they'll have come away from their visit to uh, Swanage um, all the happier for it, Tom. Yeah, indeed. Uh, a really good win for them. Can't quite tell you who scored the goals. Unfortunately, I've not got that information quite yet. But, um, yeah, a 3-0 win uh, for Longwell Green away at Swanage Town and Hurston. And that is now five wins on the bench in all competitions. So, yeah, a team that are really picking up some steam. Now, we heard from Well City, of course, on last week's podcast. And uh, they were very much looking forward to the visit of AFC St Austell. They knew it was going to be a tricky tie, and so it proved. Wells giving it a good go, but they ultimately succumbed um, by three goals to two in that encounter. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Moving on to the Premier Division, and uh, something of a, a historic result in some respects um, for Wellington. A massive crowd at Bradford Town for this 124, Tom. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and that history uh, you talk of, uh, yeah, well, 14 months without an away win in the, uh, in the league uh, on, the, on a Saturday afternoon. So, yeah, <laughs> pretty good result for Wellington. 2-0 uh, away at Bradford. And it, and it could have been more from all accounts. I believe the, uh, you know, the Bradford goalkeeper, Adam Forth, began uh, rave reviews after this one. Uh, but, yeah, it could do nothing to, to stop Wellington. Josh Wadham, uh, I know he's been uh, catching, the, catching the eye of a few sides uh, up and down the division. But, yeah, uh, he scored twice, both goals after half-time, to, to lead Wellington to a yeah, pretty memorable victory, 2-0 away at Bradford. And there were five goals at Brislington. Um, Will and Rovers continuing um, their very impressive start to the season. They won... Um, away from home by three goals to two. Uh, finally, in the Premier Division, Hengrove Athletic, a side that we I feel we cover quite a lot. We've um, we've adopted them almost over the years, and another side that um, that uh, I'm um, keen to keep an eye on this season is is Hallen. Um, 
Their manager, Ray Johnson, of course, accompanied me in the commentary box for last season's Les Phillips Cup final. Um, well, um, Helen, uh, handsome winners away at Hengrove, Tom. Yeah, indeed. Really, really dominant uh, 4-0 win for them on Saturday afternoon. Uh, so all three teams uh, in the Premier Division, all three games in the Premier Division going to the away side. Yeah, and this one was no different. Kyle Thomas scoring either side of, side of the break for Helen. Uh, and there are also goals for Darrell Charman and Matt Davis before half-time. Uh, yeah, so away from home, Holland doing really well. I think that's three wins in a row uh, on their travels. So yeah, definitely a team to watch out for. A bit of a bit of an up and down start to the season, but yeah, starting to pick up a bit of form up to six points. So yeah, um, a really good win for Holland away at, uh, away at Hengrove. Uh, moving into the first division now, Ashton and Blackwell United, they had a, a good 2-1 win at home to Bishop Sutton and Chard Town moved to the top of the first division table with a solid 4-0 victory over Oldland Abertonians. But perhaps one of the most eye-catching results of the day was um, Calm Town's victory away at uh, pre-season promotion favourites, Canesham Town. Yeah, uh, amazingly, Canesham now uh, a third league loss of the season already. Um, yeah, I don't think many people would have seen this coming and especially at home, uh, but a good win for Cowan uh, on their travels, two goals uh, coming from Dan Sibley and Rory Worthington, uh, Yeah, leading the Lily Whites to a pretty pretty impressive 2 0 win away at Kenshin. So, yeah, another three points uh, on, on the cards for Cowan. And uh, that result coming off the back of a, a difficult week for Calm Town. I was very sad to learn of the passing of John Rumming. Of course, John was the chairman of Khan for many years. I had the pleasure of meeting John uh, when I was um, commentating for some of Ali FM and I did a couple of games at, uh, at Khan and he was always a very welcoming host, um, very uh, a, a great advocate of his club and a great advocate of Western League um, football. So he will be sorely missed, not just in Khan, I think across the uh, across the league. Anybody who came in touch with uh, with John will be um, uh, will be mourning his passing, and there is a note of that um, uh, on the Tool Station Western League website. Um, and um, finally, we go we move on to Portishead Town. They were at home to Wincanton Town. Yeah, indeed. And finally, they have some points this season, Port said. Uh, yeah, starting the season with six straight defeats in the league, not not the best of starts, as, uh, as it's clear. But, uh, yeah, finally a win. Uh, a 3-2 victory at home to Wincanton, yeah, so taking them off the bottom of the table. So, yeah, good win for Port Head. Well, and that long-awaited win gave me the perfect opportunity to um, f- catch up with, with their manager for this season, Alan Tyres. Now, Alan is a, a new name um, to our Western League podcast, so uh, I started by asking him about his footballing journey to the Portishead dugout. I managed Portishead about two years ago, for two years. So I've already been at the club, and then I left for a season, and um, I coach. Bristol University, uh, and then um, they were struggling to get a manager. So uh, the chairman phoned us up and asked us if I would come and stand in and fill in. So I, I said yes. So I, I went back there. Um, let's talk about your season so far. It's it's been a difficult start to the season, but but you fir- you got your first win on Saturday. You must be very pleased. Yeah, I was delighted. Yeah, but having said that, we we've, we've lost five games by the odd goal, and. Certainly, two of those games we should have won because we missed we missed a couple of penalties. So the wing has been coming for two or three weeks. But I thought um, I thought we were better against Cheddar the week before, and, and we got big three two. But uh, it was nice to get a win. Um, I was delighted for the players because they worked really really hard, put in a good performance, and Wing Canton were a solid team. So it was nice to get three points against a team who I think are going to 
sort of be be there or thereabouts. So that, that that was the positive as far as I was concerned, which was great. I mean, three two was the final score. Can you sort of tell us a little bit about the match? I mean, were, were, were you in were you in control, or do you, were, were you pleased to um, sort of get that that third yeah. goal and take all three points? Well, we we scored in the first two minutes. Um, a really good break down the right hand side, great cross in, and James Hughes headed in uh, on the far post. It's probably the first header he's ever scored in his life because he's about five foot five. So that was that was a positive. And then um, they equalised after about twenty minutes, uh, deflected goal, and then we we scored again. So um, we were winning two one. They got a penalty, so that meant two two. And then we, um, but we had we had three or four good chances. We, we should have put the game to bed way before uh, we got our third goal. But I, it wasn't a question of clinging on. I thought, you know, I thought um, we we looked really really dangerous. Uh, we created good chances, and it, it's been it's been the story of our um, season. Really, we haven't been taking our chances like we should, and that will come because the confidence level will be better now, and um, hopefully we'll, we'll score a lot more goals in the future. In terms of the squad you've inherited, how much of the of the team from last season have um, have you have you still got at the club? There's, there's quite a few players who were there last season, but um, I've brought players in, uh, and I've got rid of a few players. So the squad the squad is getting um, stronger as the weeks go on. Um, we didn't have a pre-season; that was the problem. So I always felt that we were, in terms of our fitness levels, catching up on people. You know, because we didn't we didn't have any pre preseason friendlies really, uh, so we we were we were a couple of weeks in terms of our sharpness and our fitness levels behind the, the teams that we were playing. But we, we're catching up now. We've caught up, and hopefully this is just the start of bigger and better things. Because obviously last season was was disappointing for the club, and sometimes you know winning in football can become a habit, and losing can become a habit. Did, did you have a psychological d- job to do? Um, obviously not in the pre-season because you've discussed that, but sort of in these first few weeks of the season, were you trying to instil a little bit of confidence in the players that they are actually better than the results that you were getting suggests? Oh yes, I think we were aware of that. I mean, you know, we we lost the odd goal, you know, as I said, five times. And we missed a couple of penalties, which would have changed the situation. But I think when you're down, uh, nobody loves you, do they? Everyone wants to give you a good kick in. So, uh, but it was a question of getting the shape right, getting getting the personnel right, getting rid of a few um, people who I didn't think were quite up to what I wanted, and bringing in new players. And that's that's turned around. And I've got no doubt about it now. We'll we'll go from strength to strength to strength. And I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, a good finish towards the end of the season. I mean, have you set the team some goals this season? Have you got some targets you're aiming yeah, for? Yeah, score goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not, not, not really. I mean, we, we've talked about, you know, being in the top half and, and that's always going to be a good goal. Uh, but, you know, if, we, if, we, if we're not in the bottom two like we were last season, that'll, that'll be a, 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 well, a measure of our success. But I, I'm, I'm ambitious. I want to to finish as high up the table as we possibly can. And the players have taken that on board and they want that as well. So we're all singing from the same hymn sheet. Now, you've got Chard and Wells coming up, both away matches. Yes. They're not going to be easy yes. for you, are they? Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's any easy games at the tool stations, to be honest. And I, but I think at the end of the day, I think most of the, most of the teams can beat the other teams, if you know what I mean. Mm. So I don't, you know, I don't think there's any givens. I also think that, you know, um, teams can beat anybody. So we're looking forward to it. Um, we'll 
have a lot more confidence after Saturday's result when we go to charge. Um, so we, we, we're up for it. We're training tonight. We'll have a good session tonight and then prepare and get ready for Saturday's game. Now, one last question for you, Alan. Um, there are only 14 people at your game on Saturday, and uh, I think um, we've got to do something about boosting your gates. Certainly, that's been a theme of many of the podcasts. We want to see as many people enjoying Tool Station Western League football as possible. So can you tell us, what's the perfect Saturday afternoon at Portishead like? The perfect <laughs> I don't think you get perfect Saturdays in football ever, do you? What I like is if the players give 100%, we get a result, they enjoy it, I enjoy it, the people who are watching enjoy it, and we go into the bar afterwards, have a chat about it, have something to eat, and that's the perfect Saturday, as long as Newcastle United win as well. That's the perfect Saturday. <laughs> but Portishead is a, it's a, it's a lovely club, isn't it? I mean, I've been up, I've been up there, I've, I did some commentary a, a few years ago, uh, and, um, you know, great facilities. Um, so if people yep. in that sort of, you know, that just outside that Bristol area, I know there's a lot of competition for football yep, clubs, there isn't is. there, in that area, but, I mean, Portishead is certainly, if, if the listeners haven't checked you out yet, I'd certainly recommend that they get along and do so. Oh, yes. I think one of the things about the low crowd on, on Saturday was it was a rearranged game. So I think um, quite a few people weren't, weren't aware of the, the, the rearranged fixture. So I think that was why the... the, the the um, crowd level was down a little bit. But hopefully, if we start winning, people will start coming back and watching. And, you know, that'll be great. And my thanks to Alan for his time. Uh, now, Tom, we'll have a look at the week ahead. Uh, and we start off with a Premier Division match. Um, uh, Shepton Mallet against Westbury United. That's a 7.30 kickoff on Tuesday, the 18th of September. And then on Wednesday, the 19th September, there is a little bit of First Division football for us. Yeah, indeed. Uh, the, the one fixture, uh, 7.45 kick-off as well, and that will be Oldham Dabertonians, and they host Bristol Telephones. Uh, now, we do have um, two FA Cup second qualifying round matches, don't we? we? We were alluding to these at the top of the podcast. Um, two of our sides still in this competition. Yeah, uh, both on their travels on Saturday afternoon. Massive, massive games, obviously. Uh, Bitten, uh, the winning run, hopefully can continue. They travel to take on Taunton. Uh, and then also Plymouth Park, where they've had some really good wins of late. They travel to take on Gloucester City, obviously, of the uh, National League South. Uh, so, yeah, quite a, quite a task in front of uh, the Parkway, but... You wouldn't feel much more confident, potentially Westbury, but uh, Plymouth Parkway and uh, Bitten, definitely two of those sides that you feel could go and uh, potentially cause a, cause a shock. So, yeah, we wish them, them both all the best on Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. Well, with the exception of those two sides, we've got a pretty full um, schedule of, of matches in the Premier Division and the First Division. Um, um, my, um, my game of, the, uh, of, of Saturday in the Premier Division is uh, odd down against Westbury, obviously. Westbury, we've we've talked about quite a lot. They've been in they've been in good form. Odd down. I wonder whether they've gone slightly under the radar. I think they're going to be a difficult side to beat. Westbury travelling to Odd down. I think that will be a very competitive match. Um, where uh, where where have you cast your eye on Saturday, Tom? I think the the game I went with was yeah a little bit off the radar. But Roman Glass and George on their travels uh, to take on Shepton Mallet. Uh, Roman Glass probably yeah not too great uh, away form to start the season but they'll be looking for, for a win in this one against Shetland outside who have struggled a little bit but a couple of home games this week I think so yeah um, it could be an interesting affair there uh, to see how Roman Glass get on they're obviously doing well in front of goal so yeah can Shetland now let's stop them 
And then in the first division, I've um, I've gone for a Wiltshire derby. These are always very well supported. And Devizes Town against Carn Town. I think that that will be um, should be a good, very good crowd for that. Two sides that have been in really good form of late, and uh, I think that will be a a, a real belter. Um, what about you, Tom? What what game tickles your fancy in the first division? Found a, a game with two teams from the top five. We've got Caution taking on Cheddar. Uh, obviously, Caution started the season really well. Uh, they did suffer their defeat quite recently, but yeah, um, 11 points off their six games, and obviously Cheddar doing doing just as well. They've got 12 points from five games. Both sides having suffered just one, one league defeat so far this season, so yeah, you've got to give there, you'd think, and yeah, that should be a pretty good game down in the first division. Now, um, it was your birthday, of course, at the uh, at the weekend. So, if you if you want to, for the first time, take a quick look at the uh, the league tables, Tom. Do you want to tell us who the um, who's flying high? Indeed. So, uh, yeah, in the Premier Division, uh, Bridgewater currently top. Obviously, uh, played a couple more than some of the teams below them, but they played seven. They've won five. Uh, lost just the one. They're on sixteen points. Uh, we've also got Willand on sixteen points. They played six. Uh, they're yet to be beaten in the league. Uh, and then quite a quite a queue behind them. Uh, Bradford played seven. They've got 13 points. And then four teams on 12. Uh, we've got Bitten and Westbury, who have both uh, remained perfect this season. Four games, four wins. Uh, and then we've got Plymouth Parkway and Clevedon also on 12 points. They've both won four matches and suffered just one defeat. So, yeah, uh, a pretty good start for, for those seven sides, you'd say, to start the uh, season in the Premier Division. And at the top of the first division, we've got Chard Town there. Played six, uh, won four on 13 points. Closely followed by Cheddar, played five. Uh, one four on twelve, along with Warminster, uh, they've um, played six one four, and um, Devizes. There you go, um, played five. They've won four, um, and they're on twelve points as well. Corsham as well at the top there. So there's a, a whole clutch of um, of Wiltshire clubs. Carn um, as well lurking in in seventh. So um, um, we will have uh, we will shortly on the um, on the podcast have a have a bit of a have a bit of a look at the Groundhop Weekend because that is coming up shortly at the beginning of October and we've probably got another couple of episodes before but that's always well worth um, previewing because I think that um, uh, hopefully we'll all be able to manage to get out and watch one or two of those games Um, but for now we just look back over your your um, uh, excellent bulletin Tom where can the listeners find your work Uh, so that'll be on the uh, tool station uh, Western League website uh, there is a tab along the top, and it is also on the homepage. Yeah, so that should be easily accessible. Uh, yeah, and you can download that in uh, Word or PDF formats if you'd like. And whilst you were drinking champagne and filling your face with birthday cake, did you also pen a few hundred words for the non-league paper? Yeah, alongside a couple of sherbets. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's uh, gone in the usual place. So the Premier Division uh, roundup uh, in there in the step five and six section. Yeah. Excellent, Tom. Thank you very much for your time, as always. Thank you. And, uh, well, we've got a bit of... Hopefully we'll have a bit of FA Cup joy um, Mm. to celebrate on next week's podcast, but plenty of football to bring you, as always, uh, on the Tool Station Western League podcast.